0: Welcome to this Sunday Morning Meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Hallelujah. So I'm going to, I want to talk to you about faith. Faith is probably the best topic in many ways you can ever speak on because it just releases people into a new place. And we saw faith enacted there this morning with Cameron and with Georgie. Georgie was a, bit, was a last minute addition there. So my apologies for not asking your permission. I asked Brian, but you just got thrown into it at the last minute. Uh, because I suddenly thought, oh, this would be a good example. But let's, let's talk about Cameron first. I know Cameron. He's a wonderful young man. I've known him all his life. Yes. <laughs> and so I went and talked to him this morning and said, would you help me out at the beginning this morning? And he said yes before he knew what I wanted him to do. That's faith. <laughs> He did have a slight twicker of doubt on his faith at what I might ask him to do, but he said yes. And then I told him what he was going to be doing, and there was another slight flicker. (laughs) But he said yes, and he came up and he did it in front of everybody. That was faith. Now, what was the faith in? That I would catch him. Yeah, his faith was in me. He was trusting me. Sometimes people think faith is this mysterious, odd, supernatural. Woo, 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 woo. Faith is just trusting someone. You can have faith in people. We tend to talk a lot about having faith in God, in Jesus, in the Father, in the Holy Spirit, in what they've done, in the fact that they love you. God loves you. You can leap into His arms far more reliably. But. What made Cameron say yes? I suspect there were all sorts of things going on in his head. He was probably wondering, would I drop him? When we practiced, I kept taking a step backward and making him have another go. I remember doing that with my kids when they were small, didn't I, Dan? on the stairs. <laughs> didn't drop him. fine. But he would go up one step, and then you'd jump down and you'd just catch him again. It was for fun. But it's a great picture of faith. Just one step backwards. A gently, if you like, although it was a very brief period, let Cameron expand his faith. Oh, it's a bigger jump. Will he still catch me? But also he had to have faith in himself to some extent because he had to jump. And I said, stretch your arms around and catch me too. Which I didn't have that practice with Georgie and it was noticeable. LAUGHTER So if I was God and he was us, God taught us a step at a time to grow in faith and prepared him for what was about to happen. So that when he came up here, he knew what was going to happen. He'd already experienced it and he was ready and he believed and he trusted the person to catch him because he's known him a long time. We have a relationship. He knows I'm his pastor. He knows... I'm trustworthy. He doesn't think I'll just go, (laughs) wasn't that funny? He also trusted my ability to catch him. When I suggested to Adrian he might like to try, he wasn't so sure. Well, he probably trusted me to catch him. It was probably what would happen afterwards. (laughs) I may well catch him, but whether I could sustain him. But you see, God doesn't have that issue, does he? But then with Georgie, and this was added, it really was added at the last minute. It was like, oh, this is the other situation where you've had no preparation at all other than seeing someone else have a go. Cameron did give her an example of what would happen. So she'd got that. Well, how many people have gone before us and shown us examples of faith? But sometimes God just says, I want you to do this now. And you're like, but I've never done this. This this is new to me. You can't expect me to do this right now. And maybe all those thoughts went through Georgie's mind. As I said, as she walked up, she went through probably fear, embarrassment, and doubt. What am I doing? But did you notice what happened out here? There was more than that. You were all encouraging her. Yeah, some were clapping, some were cheering, some were go Georgie-ing. In other words, as someone was about to step out in faith, part of what strengthened her was the fact that she belonged to this church. She belonged to the body, and the body was saying, come on, Georgie, you can do this. Why did you think she could do it? Yeah, you also trusted Me and you trusted Georgie. Faith. You thought Paul is highly unlikely to want to drop Georgie because he cares about her and he knows what Martin will do to him. (laughs) 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 It's a little bit true that, but yeah. That's 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 this leap of faith. But in all these examples, what's so beautiful about this example is. It's trust in the person. And it comes from a relationship. I have a relationship with Martin and Michelle and Georgie. So Georgie was willing to trust me. If I was someone she completely didn't know, she'd have probably been a lot more wary, as probably Martin and Michelle would have been as well. They were trusting me. What an honor to be trusted by people with their children. What an honor every time... You stand here, and believe me, I I feel this, that you trust me. Or you trust whoever is here to do their utmost, to have heard God and to bring the word of God. None of us are perfect that stand here and bring the word. Sometimes mistakes will be made. But you still trust us to do our very best. You trust that we will trust God, that we will hear from God. And when you stand here, imagine how boring it would be if nobody was sitting there. It's, it's faith. Worship is a thing we do together. God didn't call anybody to a lone maverick ministry ever. Even Paul was rooted in congregations. That's just why he wrote them letters. He was probably one of the most travelled persons. But he was still rooted in local church. Sorry, that's just the way it is. They say, well, Jesus sent them out in twos. Yes, he did. From him. From the church, as it was at that moment. To come back. Now, that doesn't mean when you leave here, you're no longer part of the church. The church is all over the place. In many different congregations. But what God has given us here... We cling on to the promises he's given us by faith. And we have to encourage one another and pick one another up. And send one another, like James, out to do what God has called them to do. I don't want James to go. I think James is amazing. I love him. I've known him since he was a little boy. I feel like a dad to him. And yet he's going. And I will miss him. Hannah's going to go soon. I will miss her. She probably doesn't half believe me, but I will miss her terribly. She makes us what we are. But we will send her with our blessing and our excitement for the adventures she has. Maybe she'll come back one day. Maybe she won't. We don't know. Well, she'll come and visit because this is family. But we have got to be sending, but we've also got to be where God has called us as a body to be. All individual people, but one body. All persons, but not persons to the exclusion of others. Let's have a quick look at something else. So what I'm saying is faith is relationship. Faith is joining that divine dance. The problem with relationship is you've got a relationship with God and a relationship with one another. And sometimes relationships with one another, all sorts of things can enter in. But what are you going to trust at that point? What God has called you to or what you want to do? Because sometimes those don't always align. Of course, when they don't align and we do things that we, we want to do something and we know that God is telling us to do something else, It's a real choice, isn't it? But I know, I can tell you again and again and again, that God is faithful. He will, what he's called you to, we don't understand in fullness. It will be far better. It will be far more fruitful if you are obedient to him rather than you follow what you think is best for you. Most of the time, these things are going to be identical. But sometimes, they're not. And that's when faith is really tested. So, I've got to do this. I mean, I don't know, I mean, I think you are pretty keen, but I don't know how keen you are to be thrown into the North Sea soon. <laughs> but you know it's the right thing to do. You know it's time to get baptized, and you're doing it because you trust God And presumably you trust the people who are going to do it as well. They're not just going to drop you under the water and stand on top of you. You know, you you, you don't think they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. But, (laughs) I mean, we're talking about it's going to be Martin and Jossie that are actually doing the baptisms. I don't know if I told you that. (laughs) I couldn't think of two more reliable men. They're an amazing couple of guys. Strong in faith, strong in leadership. Strong in muscles. Yes, in this particular case, that's also very useful. But faith enables you to join this adventure of following Jesus once you said yes. But so many things get in the way of following Jesus. So many things. Sometimes it's just really easy. It was easy to follow Jesus when we were on a Greek island. It really didn't take much effort at all just to follow Jesus and go to a taverna and have a glass of wine and go swimming and read my Kindle. That really, the faith level to do that was was up here. I I had no trouble believing I could do that. <laughs> Sometimes faith is really easy, but the thing is, if it's really easy, it doesn't grow. You know, if I want to if I want to take up weightlifting and I choose an empty bottle even, of this and I think, well, wow, <laughs> it's going to take me a lot longer than if I get some real weight to develop any muscle. Faith has to be stretched. You think, oh, I'm not doing very well, I'm doubted. Oh, I'm not doing very well, I'm fearing. Oh, I'm not doing very well, I feel embarrassed. Oh, I'm not doing very well. You're doing perfectly well. You're just stretching the muscles. You're just developing your faith. But there's one other little aspect in that example. Well, there's probably loads of different things. You've probably got something out of it that I've not thought of either. There's one other thing going on there. (sighs) Who else in that situation of Cameron, Georgie, jumping had faith? We've already said everybody here. Who else? Me. Yeah. I had to have faith they'd do it. I had to have faith in Cameron that when I said, can you come and help me now, he hadn't hidden somewhere because he'd changed his mind. (laughs) I had to have faith that they would jump. Yeah, I had to have faith in them that they wouldn't just try and be silly and, and try to be dropped. And I had to have faith in my own ability to catch them. I had to have faith that that wouldn't be one of those moments when my back just went, (coughs) and we ended up on the floor, which would have been an embarrassing example. So I had faith in them, and I had faith in myself. You sort of think, well, that doesn't sound very like what we're talking about. Well, it is. Let's come back to it in a minute. And this is why you don't need to worry about your faith. You'll see in a minute, Okay. The writer of the Hebrews, we don't know who it is, could have been Barnabas, it's probably not Paul because it's written in a different style, could have been Timothy, that's one of my favourites, or Priscilla, that's another one perhaps, wouldn't that be great if her name was on it, if it was her? Those are the theories. Anyway, they write at this point and they can write it about us, we do not belong to those who shrink away and are destroyed. We are counted amongst those who believe and are saved. I have faith that that's you guys. Do you have faith in God and one another that that is true? We are not of those who shrink back. There may be some things come against us. There may be some things happening that we don't like, all kinds of different circumstances. But it says, well... I'm not shrinking back because what else is there? It's like when Jesus said to his disciples, are you going to leave as well? A load of people had left because they found his teaching too difficult because it was too challenging. It was too much about being a people. (laughs) Sound familiar? (laughs) Too much about being a congregation. Too much about being a people together. I'm not having that. They left and he turned to his disciples and said, this is Jesus to his disciples, do you want to go too? Are you leaving? And Peter said, I think it was Peter, but the disciples replied to him, What else is there? We've given up everything to follow you. Why would we? What else is there? But to do what Jesus has called us to do. To believe through all things. To trust God. To take the leap to not believe just what we can see with our eyes, but know that God's purpose is deeper and greater and far more profound than we have any idea of. That's why it's called faith. Somebody I heard was talking about Christians on, 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 the, uh, on the television. They said, oh, well, they have faith. They believe what's not true. You could not get further from what faith is. Faith is trusting God. And because you trust God, you trust what they say. If you trust somebody, you trust what they say, don't you? That's why we trust this word. Because it's what God has said to us. And we know that he is trustworthy. We know that if we take the jump, he's going to catch us. You still with me out there? Yes. Let's read a little bit more about faith. Let's find out why it's also important to think about the fact that me as the catcher also had faith. Because I said I was God. God's got faith. What does he need faith for? Get rid of these bits of paper. We're not of those who shrink away. We are counted amongst those who believe. You are counted. We are counted amongst those who believe. That's why you're sitting here on Sunday morning. You believe. There'll be different levels of trust in this room. There'll be different levels of trust if I asked different children to jump into my arms. If I asked Elizabeth to do it, she, would, no. she, know, she knows me really, 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 really well. In fact, she'd probably jump so hard that she'd try and knock me over. Because <laughs> our relationship is so close as grandfather and granddaughter. Roo, I don't know about Sam, but let's go to Rue. Now, the problem with Roo is I'm not sure how far he can actually jump, because he's only little. I don't know if you've noticed. He's only two. And if I stood here and he was over there, he might still have a go. I don't know. But you know, he would know he couldn't do it. In that case, I would have to go right up to him, wouldn't I? And he'd probably take a little tiny jump, and I would catch him and swing him round. What do you think God does for you? When you test your faith, he knows who you are. If you're roux, and that's not in a derogatory sense, you know, if you just think, I can't make the jump, what do you think God's going to do? He's going to come right up next to you and pick you up. But he doesn't want you to stay too. He wants you to grow and mature. Yes, you know, when we're little, we need our nappy changed. And God will change your nappies, but he doesn't want you to stay there. I mean, if you stay there, he'll change your nappy forever. He won't give up on you. He'll never give up on you. But he doesn't want you to stay there because there's so much more for you. I mean, when you're two, you don't get ready to decide very much at all, do you? You're told when to go to bed. You're told what to eat. You might have a limited choice of clothing. You don't choose where you live. You've got very little freedom. And God wants you to live in freedom. He wants you to make intelligent, wise choice. So he has to enable you to grow and to mature. And that means some jumps in the dark, knowing that God is still there. But he won't ask you to do anything you cannot do in him. Because he trusts you. God has incredible faith in Ron Hick. If only we could have faith like that in him. God completely and utterly and unconditionally trusts Ron. And you. He trusts Mike Close. Completely and utterly. He trusts Joanne Baker. Completely and utterly. He will always catch her when she jumps. And he'll pick her up if she doesn't. And hold her close. Because you trust those you love. And you love those you trust. True faith says the writer to Hebrews. Well, no, let's. In, in your Bible, you'll have a big number 11 in the way because it goes from chapter 10 to chapter 11. Always remember when you read your Bible, the chapters and verses were added in order to enable the Bible to be printed. And they had to do it quite quickly. So they're not all, I mean, they're amazingly good, really, but sometimes they're in awkward places. In the Greek, it doesn't stop. It continues, we are counted, so we're not those who shrink away and are destroyed, we're counted amongst those who believe and are saved. Now, true faith is being sure of the hope we have. He's continuing the example of not being those who shrink back, but being of those who believe. Very often people will turn to it and start with chapter 11. But in the Greek, there's a little word there, it could be now, it could be but. True faith is being sure of the hope we have and being certain that we shall see what has been promised. Cameron, Georgie had to be certain that they would see what has been promised, and I promised to catch them. But once they'd jumped, there was nothing left to do but trust. They couldn't change it. How often are we putting ourselves in positions where we've jumped, there's nothing else now we can do? If God doesn't come through, we've had it. That's faith. That's why, as we were about to do the offering, I said, When did you last take a jump when you were giving? Because giving, and we have so many amazing faithful givers in this church, it's it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's glorious. But so often it can just become a routine. You know, you, you, you set up your standing order. And it comes out in your account each month for some of us. That's a good way to do it because you're on a regular income. And you can forget that it's not not paying a subscription. You don't have to pay anything to be part of this group. It's a family. You don't pay to be part of a family, do you? But what we're doing is Giving by faith. Taking a jump. It's good sometimes just to do something extra. And not necessarily even talking about giving to to us as the body, but you you want to be generous to another person. And you think I can't afford it. Precisely. What a great opportunity. Whatever we're called to give and we can't afford it, and I'm not talking about just being stupid, what an opportunity. being certain that we shall see what has been promised. Think of all the promises we have as a family of growth, of healings, of miracles. And we've seen all these things, but sometimes we see the opposite of these things. What do we do at that point? Do we continue to jump, knowing God will catch us, knowing that the circumstances are something that we rise up above, or do we allow the circumstances to push us down? Because that's what circumstances do. They weigh us down. We become depressed. We become fed up. We become whatever. Let's not go down that list. Eh? Whereas faith says, well, i just trust God. I'll jump from the chair. You see, they jumped because they knew me. They jumped probably because, maybe they even jumped because I had a title, pastor, you know, There's some of that going on, isn't there? Well, there's no better title than God. (laughs) You can't beat that one. President doesn't come close. King, he's the king of kings. The president of presidents. Every knee shall bow. Even those that don't want to shall bow. We shall see what has been promised, even though we do not see these things at present. That's faith. It's okay to doubt. Let's do a Georgie walking across. We don't really know what was going on in her head. She may have just been fully into it. You never know. She's quite outrageous. Girl of faith, that young lady. But let's say there was some fear. Will he catch me? Oh my goodness, all these people are cheering me. That's part good, part pressure. (laughs) I'm a little bit embarrassed because I've got to do something in front of everybody. I don't know if I want to do this after all. I don't know if I'll be able to jump correctly. I don't know if Pastor Paul is strong enough. But she didn't stop. The faith resulted in action which resulted in everybody going, yay, it all worked. That, my friends, is what we're going to see. Yes, there's some fear. Yes, there's some doubt. Yes, there's some shame. Yes, there's some embarrassment. Yes, there's all those things. But we're going to be shouting and cheering because God will not let us down. He knows everything and every person. He's not been surprised by anything. He's totally and completely ready for us. Whether he needs to pick us up. And sometimes we learn to make great jumps, and then we get kicked back. What will he do? Pick us up. He'll hug us. He'll cuddle us. He'll speak reassuringly to us. We'll experience his peace. That is comfort. And next time we jump, it will be much further than ever before. But sometimes the leaps just get a little bit less, or sometimes they don't exist anymore. That's okay. That's the time when we support one another, encourage one another. We don't judge people. We can encourage them and exhort them to go for it, but we don't judge them for not. We can trust. It's about being truthful with one another and, and not being fearful of one another. I asked Adrian, although not Dan, but he said it was okay. Sorry, Den. He said you might not talk to me ever again. But I asked him, could I share a story from their personal experience? Because we often talk about submitting to leadership, don't we? And whether we want to do it or not. Usually we... The thing that makes me not want to submit to leadership is that they might say no and I want to do it. <laughs> That's fear. Because if you trust the people you're going to talk to, and obviously that can take time and relationship, isn't it wonderful when somebody says, I don't agree with you? Yes. Because it means they believe that you trust them. If you don't trust somebody, you, you, you feel forced to agree with them. Yeah, like work colleagues can often be that kind of a relationship. Do you think it would be a great idea if I go skydiving in Ibiza in November from the greatest height there's ever been, even though I am 25 stone? Uh, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, yeah, you should really look into that. I think you should check it out, but yeah, great idea. Because you know if you just said no they could take offence. You see, but if you really trust one another, you don't take offence. You think, oh, this person is willing to be truthful with me. And Adrian and Dan, when they were looking to move, um, they, they found this house over in Staxton. And I, when they asked me, do you think this is right, I said, no, I don't think it is. Now, they can trust then that if they ask me something, I'm not going to just say, because actually to say to your friends, I don't think that's a good house. I mean, there's nothing more personal than house moving, really, is it where there is? But that's pretty high on the list. But they know from this experience that if they talk to me about something, I won't be afraid to say, no, I don't think that's right. I really, I'm not sure that's God. What reassurance is that? Right. They could still ignore me or think I might have made a mistake. The freedom's there. I'm not going to then say to them, you didn't do what I said. They now have a house that is infinitely better than that yep. one. Just round the corner from Richard and Joyce. In the town. It's so much nicer. We were there this week. We went round and we had a meal together, didn't we? It was lovely. Beautiful house. Don't be afraid when somebody, a friend, says, I don't think that's right. But as a friend, let's not be afraid to say, I don't know, I don't think so. But then if the person that you say, I don't know, I don't think so, says that, let's not take on board oh they don't care about me because it's usually 98% at least the opposite in a situation of love now if they'd gone and bought the house at Saxton we would have still loved them they'd still be our friends (laughs) we'd still have meals with them but I don't think it would have worked out as well as where they are now actually But think how much better God knows. This is going to be a great opportunity for me. And you know God's saying it's not. But it looks so good. Whatever it is, better property, better job, better car. Sometimes it's like, yeah, that's God. You're off. You're doing it. Other times, pretty much you know. Hmm. I don't think this is God, but I'm going to pretend it isn't, because it's what I want. I know. I'll go and submit it to Claire. (laughs) What shall we pick? Buying a swimming pool. Hi, Claire. I've come to submit to you that I'm buying a swimming pool. God's told me that I'm going to have a swimming pool, and... It's going to be brilliant, amazing, absolutely cool. I'm so excited about it, and God's told me. Would you like someone to submit something like that to you? How difficult have I made made it for Claire to say, you sure? I mean, swimming pool's easy. I don't have space anywhere in our house, garden, or whatever. So it's an easy one. I'm pretty being pretty stupid. But imagine I did have the money and the resources even. And Claire thinks, hmm, I don't think this is of God. If you go to somebody and say, God's told me this, God's told me this, God's told me this, I'm so excited about it, it's going to be brilliant. You don't disagree with God, do you? Sometimes that's literally what happens. Trust your friend, trust your house church leader, trust your leader to know that if you're sharing something, it's probably something you really do want to do, and they're just trying to say, do you think this is right? Is this of God? And trust them to give you a good answer. By good, I mean one that's from God, not what agrees with you. We have such a fear of disagreement, it's okay to disagree. It's not a very worldly way to understand things. I mean, ultimately, if we want to walk together on something, we're going to have to come into agreement. And if there are things we don't agree on, we have at least come into an agreement that we will walk together. (laughs) I mean, some people take that as to mean we've got to agree on every single thing possible, and that's just never going to happen. So we then think, well, what does that mean? Well, it means we're going to have to agree to walk together even when there's things we don't agree with. What it's talking about is you don't agree, so you're in conflict with one another and you start to ridicule one another and pull one another down to try and prove that you're the taller. If you're trying to compete with one another, then, no, you can't walk together. But if you can have a disagreement and, but agree that we will walk together and you don't think they're an inferior person because they have a different point of view to you, you can walk together because you are in agreement. It's not some sort of magical thing that on every single issue, even on whether we have salt on our food, we are in agreement. There'd be so many disagreements in this room, especially if we look at politics, Brexit, President Trump, Boris Johnson. So many things we could disagree on, I'm sure, in this room. But we can still walk together. Let's just not be scared when we disagree with one another. Now, I want to come back to worship. So I'm not going to go, I was going to go a little bit more through here. Maybe we'll do that another time. Let's just read this little bit all in one context. And I'll just give you a little bit about the Hebrew word for faith. And then we'll come back into God's presence for the last 20 minutes or so. We do not belong to those who shrink away and are destroyed. We are counted amongst those who believe and are saved. Now true faith is being sure of the hope we have and being certain that we shall see what has been promised, even though we don't see these things at present. This is the kind of faith for which God commended former believers. We could only understand that the entire universe was created by God's command as a matter of faith. For it is by faith that what is naturally invisible becomes visible. You see, faith actually brings things into your natural sight as well. Isn't that amazing? Faith is just trusting God to take the jump. Now, let's just finish with this briefly. Yeah. In Hebrews 5.6, sorry, no, it would be in Genesis. Then he, Abraham, believed in the Lord, and he, God, reckoned it to him as righteousness. The word believe there, which is very close to faith. Some people like to distinguish, but let's just go with both of them. Because in Hebrew, the word for believe and the word faith are all the same root anyway. The word for believed in the Hebrew, or the word that can be used for faith as well, is oman. Now listen to what the word means. Build up or support. Foster as a parent or nurse. To be firm, to be faithful, to trust, to believe, to be permanent, to be true, to go to the right hand, to assurance, to bring up, to establish, to be faithful of long continuation, to be steadfast, to be sure, to be a nursing father, to turn to the right. Who is it describing, really? God. Remember, we weren't saved by anything other than faith. And it says in Ephesians, and this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Why is it the gift of God? Because it is God. The faith is actually God. Your faith is his faith. So you can trust God because he is the one that builds up and supports. He is the one that fosters as a parent on earth. He is the nursing father. This is why in the, in the scriptures, you may have read sometimes and wonder, it talks about the righteous right hand of God. It's because it's using this word. It's about that the right hand is the hand of faith that supports you and encourages you and builds you up. The right hand of God is the hand of God that is completely and utterly trans, uh, trustworthy. But at the same time, it's the right hand that will hold you safe and be a nursing father or a parent. That's Oman. It's describing God. The other word which comes from that, that the Bible Hebrew uses for faith is emeth, which means truth, trustworthy, faithful, righteous, sorry, right, sure, true. um, But it comes from that, so that's why it's got lesser meaning. Oman. Faith is God. If you go to 1 Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, love love, love, you could put faith in there. Faith, faith 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 is kind, faith is patient, faith will never give up on you. You could put Jesus in there, Jesus is kind, Jesus is patient, Jesus will never give up on you. You could put the Father in there. Your faith is his faith. It's a gift. That's why you can believe. That's why you can trust. God said people will come streaming through the door and they will. We just need to keep in his arms. And keep taking jumps, I guess, so. Let's finish with this last scripture here, Hebrews eleven six. 6. By now, you can see it's impossible to please God without faith. Why? Because he is faith. It's about trusting him as a person. What makes you feel good when you're in a relationship, when a person trusts you? God, God feels great when you trust him. God loves it when we trust him. God loves to play the jumping off the stairs into his arms game so that our faith grows. But our faith, in terms of our faith growing, it's really just our understanding of who he is. Because the faith is already there. People sometimes say, I need more faith. You can't really have more faith. You have it all. Some of it you might not have unwrapped, but you can't go around saying, God, give me more faith. You've got the faith already. It's just learning to use it, which means jumping. I don't know if I can overcome this. No, but he can. I've got these mental issues. He knows. Well, they don't get healed normally. That's normally. This is God. You're going to be free of that. Completely and utterly. Utterly. In our relationship with him, we have to believe not only that he exists, but that he actually wants to to answer us when we pray. He longs to give us what we need and when when we seek him with sincere and earnest faith. We trust him. We trust him enough to see it through. Anybody want to jump into the arms of God? How far will you jump? Is it too hard right now? Maybe. Then he'll just pick you up. And maybe it's an opportunity to really grow. Maybe all the things that are going on are an opportunity to have all those things you were praying for. Imagine you were a seed in a pot, an acorn. Imagine for a minute we're all acorns. You know the potential of an acorn. It grows into an oak tree, yeah? There's that seed in the ground. I love my shell. I don't want to break it. I've got this lovely brown shell. And I'm sitting on a tree and it's gorgeous. The sun shines on me. But unless that acorn falls into the soil and gets buried in the dark and damp, and unless that shell gets broken, it will never grow into an oak tree. God just wants you to grow into who you are. He doesn't want to see you sitting on a leaf for the rest of your life. And sometimes it can feel a bit dark and damp trust him it's going to be good it's genuinely going to be good it's going to be amazing oak trees are beautiful and we are the oaks of righteousness that's how the lord describes us but he has an incredible faith we may still be an acorn on a leaf right now but he sees us as oaks of righteousness because that's what he's created us to be sometimes it's just got to take time water Soil, the breaking of a shell, peeking through the soil in a tiny little fledgling, and you begin to grow and stretch until you become the beautiful thing that God has made you to be. Well, you're beautiful now, acorns are beautiful, but there's so much more to come. So much more. Don't look at what's going on. Don't look at what's contradictory. Say, no, I'll trust God. I don't understand this. I don't understand why they did that. I don't understand why those people have decided to leave right now. Neither do I. But I know who I trust. Let's do it together. Praise God. Let's have the worship team forward now.